Hello, your editor Daryl here. Starting next week, Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk is moving to the weekends. We're going to move our reruns of our classic sketches over to Wednesdays, and new episodes of Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk will come out overnight on Saturday with our bonus episode for Patreon backers at patreon.com slash Morse, releasing on Mondays. So without further ado, here's this week's episode. This week, the podcast is sponsored by the Imperial Bank of Botherton. If you have a mountain of gold coins looted from an unfortunately deceased goblin tribe, or a cache of valuable gems liberated from a sadly demised commune of bugbears, you'll find no better place to store it. The Imperial Bank of Botherton's vault is guarded by nuclear bear owls, and its adamantine doors are enchanted by the greatest mage in all the... Oh, wait, I think there must be an error. I'm the greatest mage in all the world. Who is, who is this pretender? Who? Who? I demand to know! All the tabletop role-playing news We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome one and all to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am, as always, Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ. And with me, as always, is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Roleplayers. Russ, it's amazing to be here, as ever. <laughs> and you're not alone. Ah, I've been followed. Wait, no, how, what? There's a, there's a shadow Somewhere. behind Stalking. You. Ready to bring full force of the law. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Oh, it's Mark Langworthy. It is. With us is yes. Mark Langworthy, who is the 2000 AD RPG line manager. That's a long job, yes, yeah. actually. Does he work for Ian World? Uh, he or does. Ian Publishing. Yes. Ian Publishing. Yes. 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 And uh, we're going to be talking all about the Cursed Earth later in the podcast. Ooh. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. But before we do that, shall we jump into some RPG news? Oh, yes, let's. Okay. Well, um, I've, I've heard a rumour that Wizards of the Coast, Peter, wants yeah. to know what yeah. makes you, specifically yeah. you, play yeah. Dungeons and & Dragons. Hmm. And, and to this end, they've put up a survey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, uh, which, you know, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people can access, but I'm pretty sure it's only your responses they're after. Well, yes, obviously. Yeah, I think very specifically this is targeted directly at you, very specifically. So what makes you, Peter Coffey, of the Southampton Guild of Old Players, play Dungeons and Dragons? Um, well, I haven't played all the character classes yet, so uh, that's important. Um, I like I like playing role-playing games, and quite often and quite usually Dungeons and Dragons is the only game in town. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why do I play Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, it's because they're, they're basically there's lots of people to play with. Fair enough. Um, yep. Well, they, have you seen this survey? Have you taken have the not. survey? You haven't taken have it. Right? So this is a no. big, big, big survey. It takes about 20, 25 minutes to do. It's a really long survey. Wow, it's pretty long. Yeah, so they put this survey out and um, they want to sort of uh, help take have a survey to help shape the future of D&D. So yeah. they're asking things like what sort of products you like, what old settings you like, uh, what your favourite classes are, uh, what your gaming groups like, uh, all, all oh. sorts of stuff. It's like uh, demographic stuff. And it's, it's, it's a lot of questions. It's about 20, 25 minutes. It's very, very comprehensive. 
Although I did notice when you get to when you get near the end, there's one question that asks your age. And a lot of uh, people have been reporting things like, yeah, I answered 52 and the survey suddenly ended. Oh. <laughs> no, we don't want you all time. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's, well, that's, that's more than Yeah, that's a bit hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how true that is because obviously I answered my true age, which is 26. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously. They, they said, oh, well, you, you, you sound cool. We'll ask you questions. Who's that young, cool guy over there playing D? <laughs> said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll we'll stick a link in the show notes to that. But I think it's quite important that people do sort of like weigh in on this survey and uh, sort of help shape what happens in the future. Oh, absolutely. Uh, It sounds uh, very good. There's quite a few questions that relate, I think, to uh, video games as well. At least one of the questions um, asked specifically, have you played a tabletop D&D game? Uh, Ah, yes, as opposed to online. Yeah, but so I think yeah, just but, online games. Well, I suspect it goes out like everyone who's like involved with the D and D brand. So if you're playing like uh, that um, MORPG, the Neverwinter one, is it? Yeah, or if you're playing games online through Discord and using virtual tabletops and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, yeah, that, I mean, there's a lot of people. That's the only way they can get to play, just because they yeah. don't know anyone closer. Hmm. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what told. Yeah, so Wizard of the Coast, sticking on Wizard of the Coast, they have just bought a video game studio. Really? Mmm. Oh, nice to see they've got a bit of cash to roll around. Well, the game studio is called, and I don't know how you pronounce this. <laughs> I'm sorry, yes. How, how would you pronounce T-U-Q-U-E? T-U-Q-U-E. Hmm. 2 Q? I don't know. 2 Q. 2 Q. Two Q. Two Q. Let's go yeah. with two Q. Should we, two Q. Should we go yes. with two Q? All right, two Q. Two Q it is. Why not? Uh, so two Q Games is a, yes. a small, I think, video game developer, and they announced that they're working on a brand new D and D video game. And mm-hmm. then, pretty much at the, on the same day, it got announced that Wizards of the Coast has purchased Two Q Games, which is a, a, a game studio based in Montreal. Mm-hmm. But that's basically all they've said so far. Although they are talking in their sort of press releases, they're talking about complex AAA games. Wow. Okay. Which is ambitious. Well, yes. Uh, also, a lot of AAA games would be like first-person cover shooters, unless uh, I'm very much out of touch. That's going to be a bit of a problem with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, normally I would think I would think that it would probably be like a you know a, a mobile game or a you know what I mean? A smaller, a smaller thing. But if they're talking about AAA games, don't know. Yeah, interesting. Or maybe they're just you know exaggerating. Who knows? It, it, could, it could well be. Yeah. It could be they're just like been some sort of terrible communication problem. It's, like, good, oh, it's, good, to, it's good to be ambitious. Absolutely, yeah. uh, isolate your ambition. Yeah. Why Ooh. not? Why not make a AAA game? Yes. Yeah. Or well, just make some regular games first, I would think. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I hope they'll be able to make a AAA game and still keep that same sense of camaraderie at the table. Because uh, that's actually one of the things that keeps them coming back. Yeah. How I about you, Mark? Does that make you play D&D? Well, absolutely, yes. It's, it's the main draw for me, really. Um, getting together with friends and, yeah. Yeah. And having that, that banter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, to, to an extent, the game itself is a secondary element. Yeah. It's a, mm-hmm. It's a mechanism. Yeah. It's a it's a shared experience, but you could be doing anything else. You could be playing football or bowling or 
playing poker. It's a flim- flimsy uh, pretext to socialise with playing, people with less good coordination. Playing Twister. Twister is a, is, a, is a good way to get to know your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Put your place where only your dog has previously been before. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Anyway, moving swiftly on. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should we should move swiftly on. Um, Pathway okay. to 2E has got oh, yeah, has. some official errata. Yes, like, was it five, six pages of it? Yeah, about that. It wasn't a massive amount. Um, but they've put out an official errata PDF. And also, yeah. an hour-long mm-hmm. video. Whether I haven't watched this video. I'm not sure how you can spend an hour talking about a five- or six-page PDF, but they have done. Um, yep. uh, where the designers highlight some of the new changes. Interesting. So that's up on YouTube. I guess it's a, yes. you know, it's just, just look at, looking at the errata, it's not a lot. And they, they've specifically said they're not listing out every typo. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not that sort of errata. It's, uh, it's just kind of more like the important rules, clarifications, or corrections of actual errors or changes which streamline play, that yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Um, it's like, what's that work out as? About one page for every hundred pages of RPG manual. I suppose that's pretty good going. I suppose that depends on whether it's for just the core book or whether it's for the history as well. Uh, I think just for the core book, but I'd have to have a look to see. I mean, let me just call it up. Let's have a look. Pathfinder core rule book. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, there are some people who have gone online and are saying, well, actually, they've released this book. They know things are wrong, like... I think probably the most serious problem that they've had is that the wizard class reverted to an earlier edition. So they have wizard characters are created with an extra feat at character creation than oh. they should be, according oh. to the errata. Yes. That, that is what that I, really like. I, I am not going to tell anybody about <coughs> this because I'm yes. playing a wizard on Thursday nights. <laughs> 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 no, I will not be telling them about this errata. <laughs> <laughs> losing my feet. Uh, yes. Uh, for, fortunately, nobody listens to the podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Ooh, actually, I think, I think one of them does. Mm. Oh, well, there you go. Damn it! Don't write this bit in. <laughs> Damn it! Hoisted yeah. by my own petard. Yes. I don't uh, actually... Have you had a chance to look at Pathfinder 2nd Edition? Um, yeah, we did... Uh, joined a kind of one-shot game uh, where we went, ran through character creation. Ooh. Um, and we had a kind of oh. brief intro to a little bit of social and, and uh, combat scenes. Um, yeah. Oh. Character creation, I thought, I found really heavy. Um, kind of the, really? the, the I, I understand why they've done so much choice. Yeah. A lot of I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. surprised by that because I find it li- a little lighter than 5e. Right. I find it really quick. All right. I've only made up like two or three yeah. characters. But I, I do find the character creation here is super quick. Oh, fair enough. I, I just kind of felt a little bit overwhelmed oh. by the choice that you could uh, you could mm, pick and choose from. Maybe, um, maybe. But then uh, that's not a bad thing, really. You know, choice mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. Um, um, my kind of standard Sunday group, we we heavily have played Pathfinder 1E uh, across the years anyway. Um, mm. Yeah. So it was a bit of a no-brain that I'd, I'd go and look at it. Um, and I definitely would like to delve into it, back into it at some point. Um, just too many mm. games and not enough time. I think is is the usual thing. Yeah, but yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I'm re- I'm really enjoying yeah. it at the moment. Yeah, I'd like to take mm. it into a proper game where we, we could kind of flex it fully and uh, just just yeah. enjoy the the system for what it is. And I, I'm kind of glad that I'm getting to play it rather than run it as well because I find yes. I learn games better by playing them than, than running them because when I'm running a game, mm. I tend to offload a lot of the 
sort of rules responsibility to which whoever's the most knowledgeable yeah. player. So I can concentrate on characters and story and all it's that not sort of bad stuff. Whereas uh, when you when you actually play it, you interface. I, I kind of find you interface with the rules yeah. a bit more. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. I mean, focus on the story is a, is a very good thing, isn't it? Um, we we yeah. tend to have if I'm running yeah. out, I tend to have little roles for people. You know, somebody will look after the initiative, that kind of thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's more fun. Well, right, let's move on. Let's move on yes. to some industry market reports. Yay! The most exciting thing. Fun with stats. Actually, there's something quite interesting. Oh, okay. uh, so this is the org Roots quarterly report. Um, this okay. is Roll Twenty as opposed to yep. the um, uh, Fantasy Grounds ones we get. Uh, yep. So, obviously, at the top of the list is D&D 5th Edition, with 45% of the market. Wow. Okay. Which is a lot less than the 70% it had with uh, Fantasy Grounds a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh, but what's really interesting is in second place, with 18% of the market... Yeah. Are, are you looking at this, or do you want to make a guess? Um, I'm trying to look it up, and having no look... Uh, who's come second place? Uh, psh, psh, psh. I'm just trying to think, really. Who would... Call of Cthulhu, maybe? Yeah. Call, oh, is that right? Call of Cthulhu's in at second place. That's nice. Ah, good work here. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, a massive search. I mean, it's like it's leapfrog Pathfinder completely. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Pathfinder's getting split at the moment because it's on there twice as Pathfinder and Pathfinder yeah. 2E, which is, kind of, mm. which is kind of splitting the vote. As, not the vote, you know what I mean? The... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like different players going to different places. Some people want to stay where they are, which is entirely reasonable. Mm. Others will be like, oh, no, I want to get out and about. Also, uh, Pathfinder 2, because this was for quarter three, 2019. Mm. Pathfinder yes. 2 was only released halfway through that quarter. Well, exactly. So yeah. it hasn't had a full quarter's worth of, worth of stats yet. Um, but what's also okay. interesting, sneaking in at number seven there, and I've never heard of this. Yeah, sir. It's a Japanese RPG called... Oh. Insane, <laughs> which is written in and then sane with the S A N in caps and then a small e again. Insane, okay. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> uh, I, I've never heard of it, but apparently it's really, really big in in, in Japan. And uh, yeah, seventh place is coming at. Right? Have you? Have you, have you no, no. Just, just looking at it now, actually. Yeah, I never heard of it. Oh, it's, uh, it's ahead of Starfinder. Okay. It's ahead of Star Wars. It's mm. just behind World of Darkness. Mm. Oh yes, yes. I think I found that article now. And categorised campaigns, which I guess are homebrew and things that are just coming or ticking a box. Yeah. That's a, that's a solid 14% yeah, of our yeah. features, which is not too shabby. So it's about what? Uh, about half games are what? D&D, 5e. And then you've got twi- a fifth of them are called Cthulhu. And then I guess the majority are making a book of that. So mm. yeah. And categorised, Pathfinder. Oh, Warhammer's doing quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Exciting. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, well. Oh, exciting, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, be, be good to see this Japanese RPG at some point, because I was a I've never heard of it, which is uh, a bit odd, because normally people will rave at me about stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just reading a uh, subreddit on it now. Uh, somebody's claiming um, Insane is billed as a multi-genre horror RPG. Its name, of course, is a direct reference to Call of Cthulhu, which happens to be this currently the single most popular RPG in Japan. Tell, tell you what, it is, <laughs> it is Halloween. I wonder if that's got anything mm. to do with these two jumping up there suddenly. <laughs> um, you know what? It wouldn't be a news segment if we didn't have news from Modifius, would it? More news. Oh, okay. What's their latest uh, press release? <laughs> so they, they have unveiled a cover, the cover of Vampire Fall of London, which is their big uh, Vampire the Masquerade 
campaign coming up. Oh, very exciting, yes, because they've been rehabilitating a brand which has had some problems yeah. with toxicity. So it's a nice oh, picture. Yeah, it's yeah. got the shard in the middle. It's got St. Paul's to the left. Okay, it's proper name, the Eye of Sauron. <laughs> Eye of Sauron, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what the locals call it, because when you're like going along on the train, you see it, it's just like, there's the, the sun catches it just right, there's this big red glowing light coming off. Have you, ever, have you ever been up the shard? Not the shard, no. No, I'd uh, like to. You can eat, there's a restaurant at the top, isn't there? Yeah, I, I imagine the view for that is quite good. I imagine it's not yeah. cheap as well. Well, no, no, no. There's generally quite, quite, quite a lot of money associated with that. I think I've only been up like a, a 34 story building, still on the roof of that. Looked over. Mm. It's nice, nice view near where the old post office tower was. Mm. Anyway, sorry, we digress. Yes. Anyway, uh, anyway, yes. Buildings I have climbed. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's got a very, I don't know, not quite sepia. Let's it's sort of vaguely. It's not really blood-stained either. Well, I think yeah. it's supposed to, I think supposed to be blood. I mean, red blotches on the cover wow. of a book with the word vampire written on it. I think you can pretty much safely assume that's blood. Well, you can assume it's meant to be blood, but yeah, it didn't, didn't, look, didn't look very much like it to me. But anyway. And uh, does it have like a coffee ring or something at the bottom there? Uh, maybe. It looks like someone's like a coffee cup. Sorry, sorry, I mean, I quite like the background art that they've done, but then someone's taken this... Like red splotching and throwing maybe it away. Maybe some sort of an arc. Oh, is it? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and they've whacked a, a learner plate for the L in London. Or maybe it's supposed to be like a. It's a mix of calligraphy and then magazine letters. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that, yes. yeah that, that looks like the way, you know, like a serial killer would chop out different letters to, yes, send, to, the, yeah, to yeah. send a message to Sherlock Holmes yeah. or something. Or, or a kidnapper <laughs> yeah, or some such. Or a kidnapper, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, it, it, it's a look, certainly. I'm not... I, I'd have to have a look inside to see if it was relevant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's kind of a lot of con- yeah. controversy over the uh, art style in the core book as well for Vampire. Um, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, um, I kind of think people kind of split over the... They kind of use the photo-bashed uh, uh, you know, pictures of people. Um, so they basically... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like pictures of real people, but then they've had like Tra- a yeah. sort of paint kind of side of things yeah. yeah. chucked over them. Yeah, I know socks. I mean, yeah, it's quite distinctive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a bit of a bit of a departure from the traditional like black and white uh, line drawings yeah. that they've done before, which I I quite, I, I quite liked. But I could I could see the arguments. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, it, it, it it's there now. Um, I could, yeah, like you said, I think it kind of draws you into the setting to have that. Um, but there is something to be said for the original artwork, oh. definitely. Yeah, like, mm. kind, of, kind of like a lady on the. On the first few pages of fashion second edition, is it? With, um, springing forward with her coat. Mm. Having said that, there were definitely some some good samples mm-hmm. and and really not very good samples of the black and white artwork. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's very variable. I guess it's like they've adopted they're adopting a style and they're going to yeah, try yeah. and keep it consistent, eh? Mm. Uh, hey, okay. So who here remembers the Forgotten Realms? <laughs> the, the where? So. <laughs> I'm trying to Sounds familiar. I see there were these realms that Ed Greenwood created, and oh, lots yeah, of D and D adventures are set in these realms. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, but everyone's forgotten them. So, oh, that's awkward. Yeah, it is yeah. unfortunate. Um, Has he checked down the back of the safe? That's where I always find things I've forgotten. So, um, Ed Greenwood's original map yes. of the Forgotten Realms um, yes. surfaced at GameHole.com. 
Oh, okay. Uh, apparently, uh, Alex Kammer, who's the uh, director of Gamehole.com, um, was sh- was showing this map off. And uh, mm-hmm. the guy who runs uh, Zoltar, who runs Sage Advice EU, you know that site? Mm-hmm. Just collects lots of tweets from D&D designers. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he was there, and he took mm-hmm. a whole bunch of pictures of them. Mm. So, you can now have a look directly at Ed Greenwood's original Forgotten Realms map, and uh, it's really big and really detailed. Um, well, it's still a fair bit of blank space in, which I always, I always appreciate in the fantasy map. Mm. That, that, that's where the, that's where there'd be dragons. Mm. But have you seen it? Have you got this, have you got this there? Yes, yeah. so I managed to pull it up. Uh, it vaguely reminds me of a map of Europe, if you hear what I'm saying. Uh, it's got, I don't know, that's the first thing I think of when I look at it, but it's like obviously quite distorted. Very, very big bay mm. there. Um, connecting, yeah. Um, I don't know. Or sort of like a rhino trying to catch a bit of popcorn. A rhino trying to catch a bit of popcorn. <laughs> yes. That's it. I am. Um, I look. What? <laughs> you see, you've got this, like, this little. Over on the left, there's like these little islands or something. Yeah. And that's the popcorn, the, the, is the, it? The, the rhino. Yeah, exactly. And the rhino's lurching its head forward. You can see its big horn there. Um, just beside it, and there's that big, big bay uh, where it's like trying to catch it with. That's yeah. Tough. All right then. Anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it's nice to see that some really someday I really history. do have to show you some more shark cards and just see what you come up. <laughs> A butterfly. <laughs> 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 nice. Anyway. Um, Moving swiftly on. Moving, uh, yeah, it's probably, probably best we do. Um, yeah. It's lovely that uh, role-playing history is being preserved. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in 2021, yes. uh, UK Games Expo is going to be launching an industry convention targeted at publishers, designers, retailers, and distributors. Interesting. It's held in Birmingham, the same location as uh, UK Games Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, launching in, I think it's February... Uh, 2021. Yep. I'm not sure how successful that would be given that so many of the publishers and stuff are over in America. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it may be trying to go for a more European appeal. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, certainly, certainly a big old set of markets we've got going. Yeah. Well, there's not an awful lot of information yet. Yeah, February 21, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's about all the information there is so far. I guess we'll uh, and we know for a fact that there are a lot of board games out there, yeah. which I'm pretty sure they're going to include. Yes. Uh, yeah. For instance, you can have Essen Spiel, and that runs pretty much yeah. every year. Yeah, and you have like last it's an absolutely massive convention. It was last week, in fact, wasn't it? Yeah. Just finished. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, what's, the, what's the big Italian one that's going on right now? It's more com- it's more comics, isn't it? Luca, Luca, Luca ginormous convention. I think it's the second largest comics-based convention in the world, like just after Comic-Con. Russell's met with a deafening silence. You've never heard of it? It's massive. <laughs> no. It's enormous. No, it makes Gen Con and Essen look tiny. Wow. Okay. No. Um, I've heard of Comic-Con. Uh, Gen Con, but maybe... Yeah. Well, it's in Italy and it's like well, Comic-Con, but it's, it's got quite a heavy tabletop gaming element to it as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. So clearly there's demand for European gaming. Mm. Which, speaking as a European, I'm all in favour of. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. Giants. Giant sizes. Yes. There's a graphic made by a Swedish guy called Anders Johnson. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's created a graphic where he compares the sizes of various D&D giants. Starting with cloud giants, stone giants, frost giants, fire giants, hill giants, and storm giants. And then he's got a little man at the end, oh, yes. just to give a bit of a comparison. They've got big giants and little giants. They're all pretty big, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, that's why they're called giants. Yeah, like, yeah, you got 26 foot, that's your storm giant. Mm-hmm. And down at the bottom end, you got 16 foot, which is your little tiddler of a hill giant. Yeah. Yeah. Although I must say, the stone giant looks a, is a bit taller, but it does look significantly less giant to me. More yeah. sort of, like, lanky. Well, he's quite skinny, isn't he, the stone giant? Yeah, his, just get the pies, mate. His entire body is about as thick as the frost giant's arm. Yeah. Mm. Basically, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Is that his internal yes. skeleton you can see there? Yes. I think he's uh, just very, very yeah. thin. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, oh, could be. No, actually, yeah, could it does be. look like you can yeah. see his internal skeleton. Yeah. That's weird. Well, giants, pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, I mean, imagine trying to fight something that's 26 foot tall. Mm. Uh, you just hack away at its big toe, wouldn't yeah. you? That's about <laughs> all you can do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you know how much it hurts when you stub your toe? Oh, that's yeah. true. Imagine you just whack in its toe with a giant hammer. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't help but notice the storm giant's sword mm-hmm. is the same height as mm. the hill giant. It's bigger than the hill giant. Uh, it's bigger than the hill giant because it's excluding the hill. So it's like, what, about 21 foot or something? Uh... And it's using that one-handed. Yeah. i got to say, that is, that is a body strength. Yes. Although the hill giant's sword does appear to be sticking into... The storm giant's sword does seem to be sticking into the storm giant's foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It's just it's just, it's just behind. Is it? It's resting it's it's it a sliding cross. Is it a perspective issue? It's a it, does, it does look a little yeah, bit yeah. like he speared himself. It, it it does a little bit, but um, I, I I would interpret that as being behind. Okay. Um, well, mind you, the hill giant does appear to have uh, acquired a nasty case of pitchfork pitchfork foot. Yes. Which is where a random peasant leaves a pitchfork stuck in your foot. Yeah, he doesn't seem he doesn't seem too bothered by it. No, no, he's like just a bit confused. Really, yeah. it's like oh what. Yeah. And the cloud, and the cloud giant's got these gold rings around his head, which makes it it'd be really, really awkward eating. Yeah, I'll just... Yeah, how's it getting your hand to your face, mate? Trying to figure out its head where there. It's uh, interesting, so at least. Yeah, I don't quite get that. That is an odd choice. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, hey, like. fashion. He's the, <laughs> he's the toy. It's not like, it's, it's, it's not like, uh, it's not like any of us are leaders in fashion, is it? No, true. No, I've got the camera feeds to prove it. Um, the other channel's like, yeah, it's fashion, darling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a new... Where the fire giant's like, you know what I need? I need more plate armor. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I heard you like plate armor, so I put some plates on your plate armor so you can have some more plates. Who, who <laughs> doesn't need more plate armor? No. They would like be able to do stuff. <laughs> there's some new uh, miniatures coming out. Very soon, in oh, December, yes. in fact, so next month. Uh, 44 creatures from Volo's Guide to Monsters and Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, plus a premium mm-hmm. set which features an Elder Brain and a bunch of static rights. Nice. And that Elder Brain looks very, very tentacly. It's mm. in a pool. Mm. He looks, Send more tentacles. He looks lovely. Uh, yes, my, my, Mr. Brain, how tentacly you are. Uh, step into my pond, Mr. Bond. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, due, due to an injudicious decision I made about a month back, my needs for little models are pretty much met for the foreseeable future. Oh, what did you do? I, I, I packed I packed the Reaper Oh, all right, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Hey, have you, have you checked out Matt Colville's Kickstarter recently? No. I have not. How's that doing? Well, should I make a guess? It's got seven, I'll tell you, it's got 17 days to go. So it's right. not quite halfway through. Right. Um, so, broken 2 million yet? No. Oh, okay. 1.8? No. Am I higher or lower? Lower. Lower, okay. Broken a million? Not quite. Ah, oh, getting close, getting close. Should I just tell you? It's getting boring it's, now, isn't it? <laughs> it's really boring. It was watching, boring. Watching, watching Peter try to guess a number. That's, that's great <laughs> podcast material. I know, right? <laughs> uh, it's currently at uh, 974822 dollars and 78 cents. Mm, nice. I'm not entirely sure why it would be at 78 cents, because none of the... That's weird. Because none of the um, rewards are, are not round numbers. Yeah. Just just nod, smile, and accept that people will do random things with money. I guess so. Or maybe they, maybe it was some auto-calculated shipping costs or something. Oh, yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so he's, he's approaching a million. Right. Um, I don't know if this is going to overtake his previous one, because his previous one was, what, two point. Three million was it? I can't remember. Oh, it's huge, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, let me let me for a quick look. His previous one, strongholds. Yeah. Yes. Have you seen the strongholds? I have. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been quite impressive actually. Yeah, strongholds and streaming yeah. was two point one million. Mm. Uh, and he had twenty. He had basically twenty nine thousand backers. So far on this one, mm. he's got twelve thousand backers, twelve and a half thousand backers, and he's uh He's yeah, he's just just under a million. So I don't think he's going to quite top that last one, but it's still going to be in the two million region, I reckon. Nice. That's a lot of mm. money. Yeah, definitely. Nice chunk of change. That'll be, that'll be four million over two Kickstarters. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Good work, that man. Yeah. Um, there's some. Uh, there's a new Starfinder book coming out. Mm-hmm. For those who play Starfinder, it's called the Character Operations Manual. Comes out on November the 12th. Uh, the character operations manual has a bunch of new character operations for each class, each Starfinder class. Uh, uh-huh. So um, the envoy, um, he gets a polymorphic disguise. Okay. Always good. Um, the mechanic gets an experimental weapon or armor prototype. Uh-huh. Uh, the mystic gains new epiphanies and a great punch. Uh-huh. Uh, the operative gets a quick cover ability. Uh, the Solarian can manifest an energy shield. Um, okay. The soldier gets new unarmed strikes which have weapon properties. And the Technomancer gets a cybernetic augmentation that levels up with him. Okay. Sounds like they've added a set of nice, nicer op- options for people. Yeah, I mean, that's just some of them. That's because they, put, they posted an article with, you know, previewing those things. It's a whole book, so there's going to be a whole lot more than that. Yeah. But there's some of the sort of things yeah. that they've highlighted. So if you're a Starfinder player, which I don't know if any of our listeners are, if you're a Starfinder player, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Drive-Thru RPG has been under attack. Oh, yeah. I did have an email. Uh, By one of the following three things. Either Daleks, Stormtroopers, or Hackers. Mm -hmm. One of those three things has attacked Drive-Thru RPG. I don't think it's Daleks because those are just exterminating them all. Mm. I don't think it was Stormtroopers because they probably wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Hackers. <laughs> Your logic is infallible. So, so yeah, they were. There's been a coordinated hacking attempt on the website by apparently Russian hackers. 
And these guys, it's not... I don't think it actually counts as hacking, actually, because basically what's happening is nothing's been compromised. No user accounts or anything like that has been compromised. Or no systems have been compromised. But what's happening is um, it's like a brute forcey type thing where hackers have got hold of people's passwords from elsewhere. Yes. uh, And are then just trying the passwords on DriveThruRPG. And then if they manage manage to get into the account, they're emptying out the, um, the balance of the account into PayPal. Okay. So, um, DriveThruRPG is basically getting everyone to update their passwords as a precaution. And like I said, they haven't actually been hacked. It's not like their systems have been compromised or anyone's, you know, downloaded a bunch of credit card details or anything like that. It's all, it's all fine on that front. But, uh. No, their security has remained intact. Yeah. yeah. But, but but some people's passwords have been gotten from elsewhere. And if you use your password, the same password in more than one place. That's how they get Not it. Of course, that anyone would do that here. No, no. <laughs> right. yes, excuse right. me. I, I just need to log on to Drive for RPG. <laughs> <Be right back. laughs> so I'm going to change my password from password one to password two. <laughs> that will fool them. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never spot that. They won't see that coming. Um, so, yeah, they've made everyone um, reset their password. Right. Basically, it's a short form. Uh, other than that, uh, you should be safe. Um, they're also increasing prices for their print on demand titles. Um, just because the uh, printing partner they use, Lightning Source, is increasing their prices. So that's going to be passed on. So, yeah, some print-on-demand titles might be going up a little bit in price. Mm -hmm. Which is a bit disappointing, but hey, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, there was a new teaser image released. Uh, It's a Mind Flayer-y image with kind of longer tentacles in what looks like some kind of tunnel. Ooh. It's sort of reddish okay. maroon tunnel thing. I, I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, this, this, this is a mind flare with, yeah, the tentacles seem to become down about, down to his waist as far as I can make out. So they're more like a, you know, a braided dwarf beard. Like a tentacle skirt. Yeah. And, uh, a tentacle dress. Yeah. And then he's got some kind of headdress thing, which is coming out to the side. It's quite a dark picture. Yeah. Uh, Mysterious. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that the game will be available on Google Stadia subscription service. Okay. Uh, and also other platforms. No release date yet. Right. Hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. As long as it comes out for a Mac. Hmm. If it doesn't come out for the nah. Mac, I'm not going to get to play it. <laughs> no, I think to be fair, they're, they're, um, I think it's Larian Studios making it. They're pretty pretty solid yeah. I've very much enjoyed Divinity and Divinity Original Sin 2 mm. those are like really really good games mm. so yeah uh, look forward to it mate okay. look forward to it well that is it for the news huzzah we finished the news okay there's no more news to talk about everyone go home yeah that's quite, we did with RPGs that was actually quite yeah. that was actually quite a long news session actually I think wasn't it I know it's Mark he's such a yeah, trash sorry, box yeah. <laughs> I keep getting trash bullet for the news <laughs> <laughs> have we got any red scar news Mark uh, well Emily yeah. Kerr, hopefully this week will be the release of the Devil's Run cool book PDF to backers oh cool, um, cool, cool. So that- ah, that's the that's the driving game isn't it where you've got like sort of a post-apocalyptic uh, Pell Road yeah, that's right, sort yeah, of thing yeah. um, so just pulling oh. the final elements of the cool book together on that um, just had some new artwork arrive so Oh, that's, that's pretty good. When did, it, when did the Kickstarter end? It was, what, two months ago? Uh, that's King, Kings of War. So, um, oh, yeah, Devil's Run oh, okay. was like 18 months ago. Um, 
But oh, okay. we delayed with the introduction of the suede rules for um, Savage Worlds. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty close. Um, and we're continuing development of Kings of War, which is really exciting. Um, yeah. Just kind of getting together with Ooh. the writers of the novels uh, just to make sure the lore ties up in the background. Because um, the last thing I want to do is kind of introduce any canon that needs retconning straight away. Um, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> very, uh, very that would be unfortunate. Uh, and obviously, we have Dragon Meat to look forward to, so. Ooh, yes. Dragon Meat. That's in December? Uh, end of this month, yeah. Kind of. It's actually, yeah, I think it's actually 30, 31st of November. 30th of November. Yeah, that's right. Almost December. Almost December. Yeah. Almost December, yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm looking forward to Dragon Meat too. I'm going to be there with a the stand. Mm, yep. Setting, setting books new books and stuff. Oh yes, oh, there's a new book coming out as well. And then we got a little. We, maybe talk about that. And then we got a, bit later. a yeah. little. Oh. We've got a little EN Publishing Company retreat going on that weekend. Yes. Ooh, it should be fun. Nice. Yeah. It's time to play our favorite game. It's time to play the game. Our favorite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. Shall we play our favourite game in all the world? Okay. Um, Mark, are you going to jam this <laughs> yeah. Are you sitting comfortably? <laughs> yes. Not that favourite game in all the world. But I've got this great tiefling rogue with this amazing backstory. Like, basically, right, his parents died when he was uh, Tell me about your character. It's <laughs> <laughs> I think the game designers always used to complain about that people would come up and tell them about their character mm. at a convention for 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, be, let's be fair. Right. There aren't many things less interesting than being told about someone else's character in a game you are not playing. <laughs> that, that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, our favourite game in the world is the game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter, and you try and guess yep. what it is from just the name. So to each sounds fair, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I have to say I felt very hard done by in the last one, but we'll, 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 <laughs> who won we'll the last one? Pete, oh, but... hands down. <laughs> well, uh, have... Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Really? Oh, that's most unusual. <laughs> you've actually been doing. You've having... actually been doing quite well recently, Peter. Ah, yeah. It's almost like if you play a game for over a year, <laughs> <laughs> you, you pick up some minor skills. That's <laughs> it. Who would like to start then? Oh, I'll start. You, you say minor tradition. skills. It really is a minor skill, isn't it? It's, it's a it's very specialised skill. <laughs> guessing guessing the contents of a Kickstarter from Justin's name. It's not. You wouldn't put it on your CV, would you? All right, you work there. I need to go to edit my CV. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's on LinkedIn. <laughs> of course, where else did you put it? Come on, rest with the first century. Anyway, right. Who, uh, you want to go first, Peter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Unless you want to no, go first, Mark. Welcome to Peter. Yeah. All right. then, Peter. That's it. What is? What is? Grimworld. Grimworld. Grim. This is going to be too easy. Grim is spelt with a Y and two M's. This is going to be too easy, he said. Marvellous. Um, well, that's a. Hmm, that's actually made it a bit harder for me because the first thing I was sprang to was um, uh, Grimtooth, as in uh, Grimtooth's tracks mm. and so forth. Uh, so Grim. G R Y M M. Grimworld. All right, uh, let's take a bit of a Hail Mary shot. I think this might be something to do with the Brothers Grimm. Um, it'll be sort of a game set in a world which is based entirely around the fairy tales from Brothers Grimm, rather than your more usual 
uh, melange of D&D monsters or the um, somewhat played out at this stage uh, Greek myths. <laughs> so I think it's like focusing very heavily on that. We, we, well, oh, no, we've yeah. had like four Kickstarters since we've been doing this podcast <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. the Greek myths. It's like, guys, give it up. It's done. And yeah. for fifth edition as well, it's like, we've, we've done that. that's the Can thing, we though. Well, we've covered so many of them over a period of, what, a year and a half now? Coming up yeah, to, yeah, something like You do start to notice the things, you know, recurring over and over yeah. again, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel good about fairy tales. I'm going to say potentially like um not a modern setting but yeah like it's its own separate plane planet what have you own separate setting uh where you've got like the big bad wolf and you can play as like a uh, little piglet or maybe even i don't know humpty dumpty or something like that uh let's mash up with some lewis carroll why don't you and yeah it's about playing in that i don't think it's going to be for big groups of people so maybe it's a duet play game because why not okay and I think it's got, um, I think I'm going to have to say it's actually going to be an original rule set. To go- oh, actually, no, no, no. Let me rewind that. It ends in world, let's say it's powered by the apocalypse. Hmm. Well, How am I doing? You know, I said it would be really easy, this one. <laughs> uh, I was right. It was really easy. You nailed it. That is exactly what it is. Um, it is um, grim, as in well as grim, as in dark fairy tales. Uh, yeah. The only thing you got wrong was the system. Ah, so uh, not powered by the apocalypse. it's not powered by the apocalypse. It's D and D fifth edition. Oh, okay. Uh, so you would have had you would have scored fifty <laughs> points, but because no. you got the system wrong, you lost a point. So instead, you scored forty nine <laughs> points. <laughs> See, broken even. Chasey <laughs> took grand total of zero. <laughs> <laughs> what? Actually, doing well. <laughs> well, you're 49 points ahead of Mark so far. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's a, a dark fairy tale with progressive RPG elements and unusual mechanics for 5th edition. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Um, an odd choice. Uh, I'm mm, certainly yeah. intrigued uh, as to how they would implement that because, like fairy tales, dungeon crawls, I wouldn't generally put these things together, but awesome. Um, when's the Kickstarter end? This one ends on Monday, November the 11th, and a PDF costs $15. There you go. Nice I anticipated your question. <laughs> you did, sir. Well done. I'm not going to tell you how much the print book costs because you don't ask that, so. I don't. No. <laughs> so clearly nobody wants to know that. <laughs> Somebody might want to know that, and they're cursing your name. <laughs> right, that's what. So, right. Mark. Mark. Go, four, Mark. 49 points. You can do it. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, you're 49 points behind you. You need to score 50 or more to win. And the name of this Kickstarter is called Arcana Academy. Arcana Academy. So I'm going to have, I think, straight away, that that shouts 5e to me. Um, Is it along the lines of um, an anime-style RPG? Um, I'm thinking along the lines of Hero... hero, uh, Heroes of Academia, that kind of, um, maybe in like Harry Potter-esque type, type setting where, where, uh, you'll end up in a, a college, uh, a school, um, investigating happenings within that kind of, um, very focused setting. Uh, fantasy 5e, I think, yeah. Gonna go with that, really, I think. Wow. If you've ever wished you could attend a magical school like Hogwarts. Ah, uh, see? <laughs> <laughs> 
this is the game for you. Um, so, yes, it's a magic school RPG about students uh-huh. learning magic, solving mysteries, and forging lasting friendships or bitter rivalries. Mm. It does look like it pretty much is kind of, you know, Hogwarts, the RPG, with the yeah. serial numbers filed off, yeah. maybe. It uses a free-form spell creation system. It's not for fire, ah. it's for Powered by the Apocalypse. It's the only, the only thing oh, you've got wrong yeah. there. So just like Peter, you scored... 50 points, and then lost one for getting the system wrong, which means he scored 49 <laughs> points. Which means, like Peter, you end the game with zero points. <laughs> Woo! It's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie. <laughs> it's less... We did... Woohoo! Did not get zero. Yeah. Did, did, did not, so this, did not this, get this, this thing ends on Thursday, November the 14th, and yes. it's uh, $12 for the PDF. If you want to play Harry Potter the RPG, that's probably about as close as you're going to get. I'd be interested... Until J.K. Rowling changes yeah, her mind and lets someone yeah. do it. <laughs> I'd be interested in checking out their spell system for Powered by the Apocalypse as well. How they're making that work. Oh, there's a quick start that you can oh. uh, download and have a look at it. I haven't done yet. Okay. So, but it says, yeah, you can customise the spells your character knows. So, yeah. yeah. Download the quick start. Have a yeah. look. I shall uh, bookmark it now. A quick shout-out for Mike Myler. Our friend Mike. Ah, bless him. Vast, uh, how have we decided we're pronouncing this? Kavaya, Kavia, 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 Kavaya, Kavia. I can't remember how we... My, my, Mike, who I'm sure is a devoted listener to the podcast, <laughs> but I'm sure I'll write in and tell you how to pronounce it. <laughs> well, his Kickstarter, uh, not Kickstarter, it's on Game on Tabletop, isn't it? Uh, ends okay. on the 11th. When's that? Um, Monday. Yes. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. Um, mm. We've talked about it before, and he's been on before, but basically, if you like Conan, then you'll probably yeah. like Fast, Kavaya, Kavia. That game, yes, that pronounced. which is a D and D fifth edition source book. Yes, oh, I would say also if you like Ringworld as well, I think it offers a lot of possibilities there. Hmm. Right, he lists the sources as Conan, Xena, Tarzan, yep. Rafford, Carl Drogo, Thunder, Red Sonia, Grognar, the Scorpion King, Beowulf, Cole the Conqueror, Fire and Ice, or just a fan of savage adventures on primal and untamed worlds. Mm. Oh, there you go. And who isn't a fan of savage adventures on primal and untamed worlds? Boring people, that's who. Yeah. We don't want to know people like that, do we? No. Yeah. Right, that's it. That's the end of our favourite game in all the world. And I can declare a draw, which means the winner this week is Hudson. Way hey, hey, Hudson. Hey. Hudson. <laughs> who? 12 out of 10, best podcast doc. Come on in, Mr. Uh, Dread, is it? Judge Dread. Right, right. Uh, well, please do sit down while I call up your file. Do not take long. There are perps on the streets as we speak. The law knows no rest. Yes. Well, uh, so we have some complaints from the public about your conduct. Uh, the public should be grateful for the protection I provide. Mm, yes, I'm sure they are, but we do have a complaint here from a gentleman who claims you blew his leg off with an explosive bullet. He was attempting to run away. I gave him 20 years in the isocubes. He got off lightly. I see. But do you not feel that was perhaps a slightly excessive use of force? The law does not care for half measures. Right, right. But we also have this group of youngsters who hospitalised with your day stick. They were shoplifting and resisted arrest. I gave them 10 years each. Yes, it says that here, but you see, the law says that... The law... Yes, the the law, it says... I am the law! Uh, what? 
I said, I am the law. I... what does that mean? I am judge, jury, and executioner. I patrol the mean streets of Mega City One and dispense justice as I see fit. Yes, but within the confines of the law... I bring the law to the lawless. Within existing legal structures and the rule of law. I am the law. Well, technically speaking, you're not actually the law, are you? Did I stutter, creep? No, no, you most certainly did not. But, you see, the law is a codified set of societal rules, carefully documented and compiled in official legal texts. Yes. So, you see, you can't actually be the law. Yes, I can. So, what you're saying is that you are the physical manifestation of an otherwise abstract concept. Challenging the law is a felony, Burp. I wonder if this is some kind of disassociative disorder. Shut it, creep. You're under arrest. And, uh, wait, what? What are you doing? Are you resisting arrest, creep? No, just what are you doing? Why have you drawn your lawgiver? The lawgiver is the sidearm of a judge and used to dispense justice to creeps like you. No, stop. This will go in your file. Illegal surveillance of a judge. That'll be another five years, creep. Another five years? On top of what? On top of the ten years for resisting arrest. Arrest for what? Challenging the law. By which you mean Yes. I am the law. So you keep saying, look, I'll just note this down in your file that... Don't touch that device, creep. It's just my computer terminal. Look, let me quickly record... Hi, X. No, stop! Another evaluation successfully passed. So let's talk about um, something new and something exciting that's been happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, Mark, you've had something to do with this. Something, what's it? Cursed Earth which is for Judge Dredd and the Worlds of 2018. That's the one, yeah. It's our latest supplement. Um, mm. We've wrangled it into shape. It's uh, The pre-order PDFs have been delivered, um, and it's currently yeah. in print, or printing. Mm. It's printing at this very, very moment. Yeah. Right as we speak, yeah. there's a printer in Lithuania. Working. Busy rolling away, going... <laughs> working furiously. That's the exact noise it's making. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, right. exact uh, noise. I assume there was just an actual printer, as in the person. No, no, um, uh, obviously, as with all of the Just Read and the World's 2000 AD books, it is some absolutely top quality artwork, looking very solid. Is it a case of just drawing from the comics again, or have you commissioned any new and original pieces specifically for this book? Um, uh, Art-wise. Art-wise, yeah, yeah. So there's there's one main piece which we're, we're very very proud of, I think, as a, as a team. Um, but it, mm-hmm. it's the first. Uh, there have been some brief overviews of the cast stuff, and by that I mean uh, comic book yeah. where um, some fan made material. Um, but we're kind of Ooh. proud to unveil the official cast stuff map um, in a couple of variations as well. So we we have like a, a players overview map where there are key points um, and, and places of note from across the. Um, the whole career, I guess, of Judge Judge Red, uh, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a kind of GM uh, version of the map, which which we'll give out to, to people in, in PDF, um, which will allow GMs to follow the campaign, which uh, which is part of the book as well. 
And the fun part is we're going to have some of those maps at Dragon Meet. Yeah. Not many. Oh. I think literally it's under 20. Yeah. Because we're getting we're getting a decent sized print run done, and I'm just mm-hmm. getting about twenty of them diverted to me to take no. with me to Dragon Meat. Mm. So nice. I, I don't. It might not even be twenty. It might be fifteen. I can't remember how many I said now, but Ooh, it, it, definitely, it definitely isn't many. No, no, absolutely. It, it's. Uh, I mean, I've got to say, it's epic size as well. So the map itself in print will be uh, A2 size. So it's, it's huge. Yeah, A2. Mm. So like, so that's double A3. That's pre- pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. With the book, you've got an adventure path in there, I think? Um, yeah, we've got... So there are a couple of things. Um, we the, There's a campaign which follows um, yes. Judge Dredd's storyline from from the Cursed Earth run, uh, which, mm. which takes him from Mega City 1 to Mega City 2, um, mm. as he's trying to deliver the... It's all the way from coast to coast across. Yeah, yes, it's nice, pl- yes, it's nice pleasant trip. Nothing untoward happens <laughs> yeah, on the way. Yeah, no, that's it. Stops for a couple of picnics, and, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. scenic, scenic, Chris. Yeah, okay, there, there, are, there are no giant dinosaurs or... <laughs> Dr. Cannibal <laughs> mutants. There, there are no horrible cannibal mutants. Nothing like that happens, nah. <laughs> I mean, a few things glow in the dark and try and eat your face. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, Dr. Gripper made it as well. Um, we had we had Sonoff on that, so... Uh, bit of the Burger Wars history, which um, mm. obviously there's a bit of history there with 2008 itself. Uh, but mm-hmm. the recent recent changes in laws have allowed uh, parodies to to be able to be a thing now. Um, but we haven't actually got the Burger Wars no, index. No. We? We've got no. we've got kind of the tail end of that that part of it with Doctor Gribben, but the, yeah, the rest yeah. the rest of it's not in there. Um, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, whatever the uh, legal, se- I didn't fully understand the mm. legal thing behind it. But Rebellion basically mm-hmm. said to us, you know, we can't, we still can't use that in a in a licensed product because yeah. they can't sub license yeah. whatever their agreement was or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay, so the Burger Wars would be a plot line, which I'm guessing involved Burger King, McDonald's, and maybe yes. Wendy's going head yeah, to head. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty I mean, much, that's, yeah. That's was, virtually current was, events, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the Colonel, wasn't it? The Colonel from KFC? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would make sense, yeah. Um, but yeah that's, yeah, that's not in there. But the, the, the kind of tail end of that um, with the Green Giants and things is in there with Dr. Gribben, so yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Hey, so, so, so for those people who don't know what the Cursed Earth is, Mark, do you want to just quickly... Explain why, what is the Cursed Earth why, and why is it cursed? Uh, so the, why does it make such a fantastic holiday destination? Yeah. <laughs> Away from the mega cities, which are pretty awesome places <laughs> themselves. <laughs> um, but it's, it's the massive region uh, between the mega cities, really, which is Mega City 1, Mega City 2, Texas City. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, it's been utterly devastated by the atomic wars. Um, and it's mm-hmm. where a lot of mutant communities live. Hell trackers uh, take voyages across it in, in search of promised mm-hmm. lands. But it's it's yeah have irradiated wastelands, toxic deserts, uh, mutant communities, mm. all sorts of nastiness hiding out in there. Uh, dinosaur Dinosaur National Park was a thing, which which is where Satanus mm. spawned from. So there are huge dinosaurs mm. once again roaming the cast earth. Yes, there's a big dinosaur mm. called Satanus. Yeah, S- Satanus. Sorry, and uh, he's uh, yeah he's quite tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sort of, uh... You do, not want to engage, you do not want to engage in fisticuffs with him, put it that way. Yeah, no, we've basically put a gem note in there. It's like, you know, this, this is a TPK type situation. Um, <laughs> as a, yeah, so you want to be up front with the players and that you're not you're not really looking to go head to head. Don't, don't go up and punch him on the nose yeah. because it won't work out well for you. <laughs> you can take a rolled up newspaper to the fight if you like, yeah. lads. This is very, this is very much a much runaway news. situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this... 
the whole uh, sort of setup with all of these books, this is our third one, because we did um, Robot Wars. The Robot Wars, yeah. Luna, Luna 1. one. Yep. And this, yeah, is, yeah. this is Cursed Earth. So it's mm-hmm. half half source book, mm. half adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the first half of the book, uh, gives you a whole bunch of new, um, Judge Dredd careers, Judge careers, uh, mutant mm-hmm. careers, new mutations, um, new cybernetics, vehicles, armor, weapons, all that yeah. sort of player play yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like then, things like judges taking the long walk, which is, as so I that, understand it, they've reached what the end of their useful lives as judges. Or they've, they've upset like, okay. somebody. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And they have no other yeah. option, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, it really cuts uh, really cuts the cost of the retirement plans. I must say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But basically, the idea is you, as, as well as having this uh, cursed Earth adventure, which follows the storyline from the cursed Earth sto- the, the original cursed Earth storyline, yeah. back in the nineteen seventies, it's mm-hmm. also very useful as a source book for your own cursed Earth. Yep. Adventures, mm. should you wish to run some more afterwards or instead of that one. So we delve mm. into a lot of the, the settlements. And we don't delve into them, but we, we kind of touch them in broad strokes. Um, so there are, um, mm. we go across the whole of the Karsafri, um, region by region, settlement side by settlement. Um, and there are pl- so many seeds in there for, for GMs to pick up and run with. Um, mm. it's, yeah, it's a really exciting book to, to spawn mm. those kind of campaigns. And, and as Russ mentioned, the, the player side of things behind it to, to help that. So if you want to move away from judges and, and run just these adventures across the car staff away from, away from the mega city, there's plenty of yeah. stuff in there to help that. I, I like that this book does what Robot Wars did for robots. Yeah. So if you're playing a robot character, you, you grab a copy of Robot Wars and there's so much more stuff, more careers, oh. more, more, um, alterations you can make and all sorts of stuff that you can do with your robot. And this does the same thing, but with mutants. Yeah. So we've got. A whole load of mutant races. I mean, what, what were the species we got in there? There's loads oh, of them. I mean, seven or eight of them. Yeah, um, the Alabami blimps are one of the, one of the favourites. I think um, mm-hmm. spider folk tribes. So you know, they've, they've literally mm-hmm. mutated into some kind part of man, part, part spider. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah we got all the meaning to Spider Man. Uh, the Kentucky Trogs, the Dog Soldiers. Yep. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Gila Gila Munja. Gila Munja and Gila Feared mutant assassins. Yeah. Right. So there's plenty in this to play with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, you know, loads of stuff for uh, non-mutants in the Cursed Earth as well. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the Cursed Earth isn't everyone isn't a mutant. No. You've got a lot of people just trying to, you know, make a living and just trying to just trying to survive out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, roughly how long do you reckon the adventure would take to play through? I I wouldn't like to spend... I mean, it, it, you could surely spend a good entire year, really, I think, if, if the gem... I think it's a... It depends on, yeah, it's about yeah, 15, that, say four 15 hours episodes, is it? Yeah. 15 yeah. episodes? Okay. Let's have a look. Was it 15? I'm just looking through it now. Episode 9, episode 11, The Coming of Satanus, episode 12, For Whom the Bell Tolls, 14, Black Sabbath, I 14, 15, Giants Aren't Gentlemen, 16, oh no, 17, 18, The God Judge, so 19 and 20, Tweet Story. Yeah, 19 and 20, 22... Cool, it's 22 episodes. So, yeah, so, 23 so, episodes. I'm a big liar. It's 23 it, episodes. You, you just got so many episodes in the book, you've lost track. <laughs> it's it's a got. huge campaign. I mean, like I say, by interlinking the scenarios, you could sp- spend well over a year playing, I think. There's plenty to keep yeah, going. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, a lot, lot of stuff, lots of uh, ways to get involved. Of course, it depends upon your speed of play, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me just, let me, let me like just count the pages there. So, it starts on page 78 and ends on page yeah. 112. 112 yeah. minus 78. Oh, right. 
So the adventure itself, and the adventure itself is only sort of like thirty-five pages. There's more the plot seeds yeah. that you've like distributed yeah. Yeah, around. Yeah, you can play them as standalone like, uh, scenarios if you wanted to. Um, mm, but, mm, but I think by interlinking them and developing that, those plots out, you can, you can spend whatever year I reckon. I, I, I uh, would say probably each episode looks like a looks to me it looks like it's a, an evening's play. Yeah, uh, this is a sort of one session, and then you have got twenty-three of them. So I reckon I, I, I'd say about six months. Unless oh, you were well, kind of, unless you're spinning it out a bit, well, yeah. I, I think I, I think it depends upon your table. There's some well, things yeah. which are more beer and pretzels and like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course, Where, yeah. Whereas I'm like, if I if we're not jumping over a chasm in a truck that's on fire, <laughs> why am I wasting everybody's time? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, different different styles of play. I, I do I do like to keep it quite fast yeah. and fanatic. Mm. Um, but if you like a more laid back style, yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's a lot. At least twenty three weeks. Um, Probably longer. Um, sounds like a, a, an excellent book. And how much is the uh, PDF going to cost? Uh, it's a super-sized book, I have Peter's to say. Fa- start. Peter's, fa- Peter's, Peter's favourite question. How much is the PDF? <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, you know, he goes into McDonald's and he asks for a burger. And then he goes, how much is the PDF? <laughs> Oh no, mate! mate. I'm going to say it's a super size Wendy's. It's a and ask that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you go to Wendy's, you do actually get a PDF, though. Well, that's that's, that's my point. <laughs> it's a super size yeah. book at 160 pages, though. Um, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah, it's bigger, it's bigger than either of the other two, so it's a little more. So it's 25, well, 24.99 for the, soft cover. Yeah, and yeah. what was it in um, PDF? I can't remember. 99. I'm pretty sure. 99. That's a pretty good deal. Ooh, yeah, bargain. God. How generous yeah. am I? Wow! <laughs> there you go. Just making it rain, mate. <laughs> so no, no, no. And also, um, it is up for pre-order now. Ooh. And if you pre-order the soft cover now, you mm-hmm. do get the PDF straight away. Yes, you know it's there, ready for uh-huh. download. If you pre-order the soft cover, uh, in publishing for when you want your stuff right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had. Well, we've got. I know we've been developing a reputation for doing that over the last four or five years. Yeah, totally. Like every Kickstarter delivers immediately. You know, it's always. Yeah. You know. Oh, that, that, that's literally what I just said. I mean, yeah, because yeah, I've been paying attention. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was agreeing with <laughs> I was you. Like, yeah. Well, you could wait six months, or you could have it now. Yeah. Which would you prefer? No, no, no. <laughs> or if you want, you can wait six months. It is entirely up to you, but <laughs> yeah. it seems a long time to leave the email and answer. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've also got a big old chapter of monsters and NPCs as well. Oh, yeah, it's ginormous. It is pretty oh, big. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's got... Uh, I mean, how many, how many stat blocks are we looking I think, at? I think there's around about 80 mm. in the entire book. Oh, a lot God. of them. Uh, we've got everything from... Um, well, we've got the Angel Gang in there. Yeah. Oh, So they're not technically from around that time period of the cast Earth, yeah. but they are... We, we did mean, it's we, a we, curse earth. You can't yeah, we, we basically yeah. figure if they weren't in <laughs> yeah. there, we'd get shouted at. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, te- pouting. Yeah, but technically they hadn't been introduced at this point in uh chronology. Yeah. But they were still they still existed. Yeah. It just yeah, yeah. he didn't he just didn't run into them yeah. then. No, no. So it's like, yeah, but if you wanted to, you could. Well, which would be quite quite interesting, yeah. Yeah. So you could have like, I don't know, um bunch of perps trying to escape justice peg it out of Mega City 1 um, and literally go from the frying pan to the fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're quite tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me put it this way. Take me back to the isocubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that was yeah. kind of our purpose, really, because they were, they were obviously have been some of just Red's biggest antagonists across the years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, we also have a guest appearance from Ketchup. Yeah. 
So Ketchup was back when Table Story <laughs> was doing their Judge Dredd um, live stream play. One of <laughs> the characters he sees was called Ketchup. And he got arrested and exiled to the Cursed Earth, I think in the first or second session. Because <laughs> he decided, they were at the Robot of the Year show, they were playing the Robot Wars, and he decided that uh, he'd charge some judges. Right. Oh. <laughs> Didn't work out well for him. Yeah. So we got exiled to the Cursed Earth, so we've, uh, we've placed him in the Cursed Earth. Oh, well, yeah. Seems sensible. Yeah. <laughs> He's out there just trying to, you know, just trying to stay alive and make out a living. Yeah. He's a, he's a very, very, very tall, 10-foot-tall mutant. Exciting. Kind of stands out quite well. So uh, what do you have in... Because I'm a massive fan of exploration. So what do you have for me in this book? Like, if I'm going to be playing it and, like, looking for things, or has GM uh, providing challenges for my players, what sort of exploration challenges... What sort of exciting terrain, fauna, and flora can I throw in there? So there is, yeah, there is. There's a there's a kind of dangers of the cursed earth oh, chapter. Uh, oh, with, there we go. With new toxins, diseases, pretty nasty stuff oh. that you can run into, and a, uh, massive gazet- and a massive gazetteer that covers so many locations. Yeah, across oh, the cursed earth. Yeah. And that's what I mean, yeah, if your toes I mean, aren't rotting off, are you even having a good time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the stuff that goes into weather, terrain, sort of settlements, mm-hmm. uh, the different animals and travellers and stuff you might run into, and all that sort of stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's all brand new. We were very careful not to, to copy anything that had already been in core. So Yeah. So, so the gazetteer, mm-hmm. let's look at that. It goes from page 36, and I'm going to count the second the chapter... That's chapter four. I'm going to count Beyond the Mega City, that chapter as well, because it's 67. Yep. So that's how many pages is that? That's 30, 30 or 40 pages. Mm. Just Ooh. giving you, just giving you just, you know, places to go and things to do in the Cursed Earth. Well, you can, you can pretty much go from the Gazetteer through to diverse dangers, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I agree. Which so, what I mentioned yeah. about the diseases and poisons and toxins and things. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that takes you up to, yeah, 40 odd pages of, uh, yeah. Contact. So you what? 160 pages, lots of um, 2000 AD art resources, some yeah. new and original artwork. Mm. You've got stuff for exploration. You've got a detailed gazetteer covering, like, just in brief, but the all the settlements in the Cursed Earth. Yeah. Uh, you've got pages and pages of different um, exciting monsters and NPCs, including Satanus um, and the Angel Gang as well. And you've got like a whole bunch of player-facing information, like new careers, options, mutants, judges going to the long earth. Oh, I suppose it sounds all right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's a big one as well. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it sounds good. Uh, but how long did it take to uh, get all this together? It must have been in the pipes for a fair while. So, so it was a while, this one. Yeah, well, I've got through, pretty much thrown at the deep end, so here's Cast Off, kind of like, <laughs> let's, let's make this a thing. Um, but we've got really back, don't we, Rash? So, you know, it's, it, yeah. it, it came together really nicely. Um yeah, lots of about, about six months this one I reckon. Do you reckon? Um, I mean, I, yeah, I started what two months ago, so I, I'm not. Uh, yeah, for taking into account the writing, the, write, the writing before that, yeah. that, John was doing. Yeah, definitely. I reckon yeah. probably about six months in total. Yeah. Okay. This one. Uh, and who? Oh, actually, here's a good point, which I always get to ask, but which I really should. Go on. Uh, which writers do you have working on it? I mean, obviously, Mark's been having a go. Um, sorry, um, my, my contributions are very, very tiny, but John White. Okay. Pretty much wrote the entire mm-hmm. book, and then yeah, we, we wrangled it into shape, um, and then mm. added small things like the eight. Well, I say small things, but small contributions like the angled angel gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what think... John worked on before, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, what well, he's, people know his work. Well, he's, he's done um, other work for us on 
2000 AD. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, did you know what, do you know what else he's done, Mark? He uh, we love to what what's coming in the future. If you like. Yeah. So yeah. he's pretty much written all that's under review. The um, entire Rogue Trooper uh, source book as well. Ah. So yeah. Oh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. His, I have to say, his knowledge of the world of 2080 is, is pretty profound. He's, yeah. He knows. It's, it's really, really useful having people around that really have that encyclopedic kind of... Yeah. Well, what would you describe him as a mega fan of the mega cities? Yeah. I yeah. guess so, yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Um, yeah. But he's, he's amazing a, to have people with passion for it working on it. Yeah. Um, he, I think he has a lot of contacts from amongst the community as well, so if, if he's, mm. you know... Uh, want something double checked? He has a lot of people that he can speak to. So. Uh, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be at Dragon Meet as well. So anyone who yeah. picks up a book there could probably get it signed by him. Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah. So head over to Dragon Meet if you want your copy of Cursed Earth and the World's 2008 AD signed by author John White. Yeah, sounds pretty amazing. As a reminder, yeah. there will only be about thirty, or it might even be twenty. I can't remember how many it is, but a very small number of Cursed Earth books at Dragon Meet and a very small number of those poster maps. Yeah, I mean, there's like D20 plus five available. Um, you need to get in uh, <laughs> yeah, the basically, yeah, yeah. So get the first, because when we were at UK Games Expo, we had Luna One, we had the same sort of situation, managed to have a, I think we only had about 20 of those, maybe 25, mm. I can't remember, and they went within the first couple of hours on the first day. Yes. Yeah. So Dragon Meet's a lot smaller, but we'll, you know, we'll I remember see. I was getting the Nabla's display copy, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah yeah um, so what else have we got coming up for for all of 2000 AD so um, in in the works at the moment we have uh, Stronton Dog oh yes which yeah um, intergalactic bounty hunters yeah are we allowed to strong I guess we haven't are we allowed to talk about it yeah yeah I, I was going to talk well, I don't know if um, we're allowed to talk about the Warlord connection uh, are you allowed to talk about the Warlord connection see why not I can't um, think of a reason not to. Yeah, so we, we're... As long as we're definitely going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they seem really excited over yeah, it as don't, well. Don't, don't announce it and then not do it. Yeah. Like, you don't have time for that sort of tease. This might, this might be something to delete, Dennis. <laughs> Possibly. Well, how about we just say we are thinking about doing this yeah, and yes. we may do it. We hope to do it, but no promises. Yeah, so we're okay. we're thinking and uh, we're we're in touch with Warlord at the moment to hopefully align. So that's so that's Warlord Games. Warlord Games, games. yes. Yeah. Warlord Games. Yeah. They're, they're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Warlord. So yeah. they they have Strontium Dog is already out there, um, and they're yep. beautiful miniatures. Um, and Shadow mm-hmm. Trader is under pre-order at the moment for release, and uh, the official release date is Dragon Meat actually. Mm. Um, oh, exciting! So yeah, we're we're kind of in talks at the moment to better align the miniatures game with the RPG and help support each other more. Mm. So that should be. Pretty exciting. Mm. I don't know if you've seen well, any. We're, we're, yeah, I mean, we're going to be selling some of their miniatures on our shop. Yeah, and vice yeah. versa. Oh, okay. I mean, they do an excellent price on a box of fifty skeletons. I'll mm. tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Sometimes you just want fifty skeletons. So that for reasons. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but that that, that aligns with Strontium Dog. So um, Strontium Dog uh, is in the works at the moment, and mm-hmm. and the review. Um, so, kind of publishing schedule-wise, we have Strontium Dog. Um, yep. We're hoping to get out by December. Yep. And then wow. Rogue Trooper will be in the new year. The day the law died, uh, so we'll hop back to Judge Dredd after that, which is the day the law died. Yep. And then we are looking to come back, hopefully, to Nemesis the Warlock. Hopefully. Ooh. Hopefully, yeah. But we'll see yeah. what happens. We'll see what Sometime happens, Sometime in yeah. 2020, yeah. 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 Depending upon how things go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so... 
if, if you're excited about um, the world's 2000 AD, then this is a great time to be you. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to be at Dragon Meet. So anyone who's at Dragon Meet, we've got to stand there. Feel free to drop oh. by and say hello, whether it's because you like the podcast yeah. or, or hate the podcast. Either of those two <laughs> things is fine. Um, no. whether, whether you're a fan of um, the 2000 AD RPG uh, yeah, uh, and Dragon Meet is, what, the 30th of November, we said, and that will be at the Novotel in Hammersmith in West London. That's the one? Yes, yeah. that is exactly where it will be. I think it yeah. starts something early, like about nine o'clock or something, and then goes through until... It's about seven-ish, I think. It's, yeah. Quite, yeah. it's quite a late yeah. finish at that. Yeah, but, but it's, a full, it's a full day out, and uh, there will be all sorts of stuff going on. Lots of opportunity to play games and uh, look at stalls. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's, it's a nice convention, actually, so... After which we'll be heading yeah. off to our secret retreat. Yes. At our secret time. house that we've rented for the uh, weekend. Yes. To actually indulge in games and pizza. Yes, all those games and pizza. To actually gonna play some of the games we get to write. Oh, anyway, uh, I think that's probably about all we've got time for. Yeah, I think we're probably um, done. We are. But Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, seeing you again. Oh, thank you for having uh, me on again. Yeah, uh, uh, well done for uh, equalising at least in the uh, old favourite <laughs> game in all the world ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an amazing coincidence that you got the same scores. I just don't know how that happened. <laughs> the, va- the vagaries of the machine. Yeah. <laughs> we do not question the spreadsheet. <laughs> exactly. I don't write the rules. They're just, you know, I just follow them. You just enforce them with a helpless and defeated attitude. Yes. It's way forwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, thank you both for joining me this week. Thank you for having yeah. me on. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. So uh, I guess it's goodbye from me, Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild of Raw Players. And it's goodbye from me, Russ, who you can find on Twitter at Morris. And it's goodbye from me, Mark Langworthy, the line manager over at BM Publishing for 2008. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hello, your editor Daryl here to remind you once again that starting next week, we'll be posting one of our classic sketch reruns on Wednesdays in this spot, and new episodes of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk will come out over the weekend. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again on Saturday, November 16th. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here.